Okay, this movie is dirty, just so you know, but not that kind of dirty. Like, everyone is filthy. It is a filthy, filthy movie, which still sounds like I'm talking about something else, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not. How do I just <laughs> really... I'm specifically talking about grime. It has like, no sexual in the Yes, window. it is just a... Soiled? Soiled? No, also, still sounds... <laughs> what, is, what is going on with these words? Why? Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gore hounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Marion. Oh, I'm Terry. Hi. Oh, hi, Terry. <laughs> uh, this is episode 81, which is entitled Still Den- Doesn't Wash. Bosh. Because we are doing today 1984's Chud. Yeah, and no one washes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this movie is dirty, just so you know, but not that kind of dirty. Like, everyone is filthy. It is a filthy, filthy movie, which still sounds like I'm talking about something else, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not. How do I just <laughs> really... I'm it? specifically talking about grime. Yeah, it has like, no sexual in Yes, it is just a... Soiled? Soiled? No, also, still sounds... <laughs> what, is, what is going on with these words? <laughs> Yeah, dirty. Why, why are all dirty words about sex? <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. All right. Anyway. Uh, so this movie was made for $1.2 million. Okay. It made $4.6 million. Not too shabby. Made a little chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, the tagline for this movie, ugly, slobbery, ferocious, carnivorous. That's that's just adjectives. That's yeah. Just, they just threw adjectives <laughs> together. It's not the best. You know. But uh, it, it makes it, it describes the film. No, yeah, <laughs> it does. I also wonder too. Is the guy who directed this wrote this? Do you know? Uh, no, he did not. It's oh, okay. different people. But they never wrote anything else again. <laughs> well, but listen. But there's also a sequel to this film, which came out like five years Chud later. Two, right? Bud the Chud. Unbelievable. <laughs> I have it on VHS. Unbelievable. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, so do we just talk about now about what Chud stands for, or should we wait? We'll wait. Okay, we'll get into okay, it when they get into know. it. Okay, uh, okay. But can I just mention this is uh, Kim Greist's first film? Oh yeah, uh, from her Brazil. Next, uh, yeah, Brazil is her next film. That's so. <gasps> she wild. goes from Chud to Brazil. Wow. But she's such a standout in this film, though. Honestly, like as far as the levels of acting that are happening in this movie. Uh-huh. I thought she did a really good job. Do you think Terry Gilliam was watching pieces of tape of Chud <laughs> before he decided to cast her? Is that did that really happen? I hope so. They're like, he's like, I just need some some I mean, tape of this actress, just this something. Girl. I, it's definitely what from what you know? Yeah, <laughs> I would watch Chud with Terry Gilliam. Wouldn't you? Uh, no, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. But I just like that she like this was what got this her in Brazil, submission. possibly. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so the beginning of this film uh, takes place. There's a, a lot of this is 1984, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of early to mid 80s, dirty, dirty New York. Um, and the beginning of this film uh, starts with a woman walking her dog past a manhole very late at night in an empty New York City street, totally deserted. And just as she approaches the manhole, it pops up and hands grab her. I would say claws. Claws. Yeah, they're creepy claws with grime. Sort of like grimy claws, mm-hmm. of course. Um, grab her, leaving just her shoe on the street. Her Dr. So Scholl's sandal, which I love. Very 80s as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah! And her dog also gets dragged down with her. Yeah, yes. her little terrier. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so that, that that's the end of her. And then the next morning, you just have a street sweeper just going by and just scooping up the shoe. Like, yep. No That's how deal. it happens in New York. No one even knows. No one even noticed. Um, and there's a lot of shots of sort of homeless people walking around. And that's when we meet our... 
I don't know if I would say hero of the film. One of several heroes, perhaps, of this film. There this, were a lot of heroes. This film doesn't this seem film. to want to settle on any one yeah. hero. Like no. you think it's going to be, but one of our heroes. Can I ask you guys a question? Uh, when we first see this hero, this yes. is uh, George Cooper, played by John Hurd, mm-hmm. uh, who I actually saw. I was waitressing once, and he came in, uh-huh. and I, I couldn't tell. I was like, "Do I say, say I like him in Chud, or do I say I like him in After Hours?" And I was like. Ah. I feel like the choice is obvious there. Um, After but... hours, what I, what, what I went with, but um, smart. We, we... <laughs> or you could see how After Hours plays and, and then, then be and like, also, and also since this conversation is going well, I have also enjoyed your work. When we first meet him, he's taking photographs of the homeless people who are walking around his street, and yeah. when he takes the camera down from his face, is he crying? He's crying. It looked to me oh. like he was crying. Oh. I rewound it because I was like, wait, is he crying? And oh. I, I think that I he think is. I think he's going through, like, definitely he's going through a crisis. Right. He's, like, so, so moved by his art, kind of? Yes. Or? Okay. I think he's partly moved, but he's also, like, I think he wants to do more to help. I think that's, like, partly where he's, like, I, his journey, his hero's oh, journey, so to speak. Yeah, right? I didn't notice is that. Is what I felt. Like, he's, like, I want to do more. Uh-huh. So. Oh, maybe you're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we meet, uh, not only do we meet him, but uh, somebody calls and there's an answering machine message that plays and it's him and his girlfriend, Lauren, who's played by Kim Grice too, uh, is a fashion model and they just moved in together. Um, and they definitely have this dynamic where it's sort of like, you know, he will do the fashion shoots and the whatever, but that's not the real art. That's not really what he wants to be doing. Not anymore. A, not anymore. They have a fashion shoot booked for that day. And she's like, yeah, let's just go and like get their money and like have done with it. And he is not into it at all such a creeper like i hate that guy he's so mean he ruins her photo shoot for her and she's a new model that wasn't like she's like an established model this was supposed to be her big break yeah i mean granted she is just wearing like a fur or like Mm -hmm. you know like draped like whatever lovingly across her body but Uh, like i mean it's it's he's terrible to her i think this is one of these one of these dynamics where i feel like i think when they have scenes with just the two of them they're kind of cute together but it's like if there's any other outside element introduced into this relationship, he's kind of the worst. He just ignores um, her completely most mm-hmm. of the time. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like if I was in her shoes and this was my big break and you fucked up for me, totally, we'd kind of be done. Yeah. I'd kind of be like, okay, we're through because you clearly don't care about me because you're going to leave to go get a homeless lady out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is what happens because in the middle, they go, they eventually do go do this shoot and he's just kind of yelling and ranting the whole time right in front of the ad people and everyone. And she's like, stop ruining those. Try to me. sell this perfume. Don't. Fuck it up. Yeah, I think she says yeah. like, let's just we're just gonna bamboo- bamboozle these guys for yes. a few bucks and go home. And I yes. was like, correct, Lauren, that's yeah. how you play this. Just take their money and go. Um, but he does get a call, and one of his homeless friends is been arrested, and she and he is like her one phone call. But I had another question too. So. He gets the call, right. or he make goes to um, listen to his answer machine. Are you, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, okay. over machine. What the fuck is that? Okay, oh, so no. so just to frame this for you guys, he calls to retrieve his messages, and he has some sort of like little black box in his hand that he puts up to the receiver, and it makes a beep, and then he's suddenly listening to his messages. So it must like tr- what the fuck is that? <laughs> trigger his answering machine. To play back the messages, it's like you, uh, like but, you oh, get like a little answering like machine. We just don't have anymore because yeah. it's not 1984. I guess, or I've I think never it's like seen a callback it. service to check his messages remotely. I've never right? seen it either. Oh, okay. Because I saw that because he just had it up, and he was. I thought. I mean, at least I thought you would 
but maybe even that's too new where like you dial and then to get your messages you have to put in your code like yeah all i think that's style. too new this is oh, 1984 okay. i mean for reals but like yeah but i've never <laughs> even seen that device but he put it up and it was like boop and then suddenly his message just i mean he is him. a new york photographer ladies so yeah. like maybe maybe yeah. he's got some new i yeah. don't know I, I'm, I'm glad that you had questions about that i had questions about that too. Yeah. i have three exclamation uh, three question marks written <laughs> in my thing where well. i was like what is that um so he you know go he basically leaves the photo shoot uh to go deal with this homeless lady who has called him and then we get to meet um aj shepherd the reverend the reverend played by daniel Daniel stern Stern. um, (laughs) who's sporting some chops in this movie and he's got some like fake teeth in too right like some nasty teeth I'm hoping so, okay. but I didn't want to say anything I don't think because those are fake. I think no. he might have gotten those fixed later. Been, I feel like it's a Hollywood thing. It I could don't be know. like an outsiders Tom Cruise thing. Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean, I, have so no I didn't. I, 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 I wouldn't Daniel want his judgment no either. What? Yeah. So I'm like, I think I he got him fixed after. Okay, is my guess. I don't know. It's working for him in this character. No, it's great. You He's know? perfect. I love him in this movie so much. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about his little AJ tattoo that he has? I didn't see that. He's got it on his like his like little bicep. It's like his own name t- like tattooed on his awesome. arm. Awesome. All Daniel Stern's idea. Uh, I love Daniel Stern, but can I tell you who I love more? Hmm. Val. Val. Yeah. The undergrounder. That actor is having a really good time. You know what I was thinking Amazing. when I was watching him? He gives us that crazy monologue with like giving it like two thousand percent. Correct. I want to watch that guy play Richard the third it's like now is the winter of our discontent just shaking just shaking by <laughs> that knife and everything yes. oh yeah. my god so AJ's kind of runs this sort of soup kitchen and sort of kind of you get the impression that he's sort of been in and out of trouble forever and uh he's known and to questionably look, a reverend reverend re- people call him reverend but like no he just basically works at a soup kitchen and like these homeless people are kind of his friends like he kind of looks out for them they look out for him like they obviously really like him but he also lives there too right yeah, but I don't feel like he's as deep as they are. Like, no. he might live and work in the soup kitchen, but he's, like, not, you know, subterranean, underground dweller kind of homeless person. But what a cool guy to just be like, I'm going to help people out. Correct. Yeah, but on- you also get the impression that I felt like he, at some point, was in trouble because he's known to the police captain of this film, Bosch. Um, and But he's, like, kind of turned it around a little bit because I feel like Bosch is like, uh-huh, this whole, like, you're the soup kitchen, people call you reverend. Yeah, whatever, AJ. And AJ's mm-hmm. like, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm legit now. You don't know. You don't <laughs> know me <laughs> change my ways yeah, yeah exactly um so basically Bosch is following up on a missing persons report and you we, we see Bosch early on he's kind of at the police station he's concerned about kind of the missing persons in his area and he calls the chief who wants him to keep a lid on it and there's a reporter Murphy that's kind of like nosing around during this whole thing kind of figuring out what's going on with these missing persons but he ends up uh going to AJ because AJ says that some of his flock are missing some of his undergrounders yeah the undergrounders the underground such a cool phrase can I just say about this uh guy who plays Bosch uh Christopher Curry Mm -hmm. uh I generally don't like this character in Uh films Mm -hmm. I like this guy do you I do because of this actor yeah, Why? I find him, I don't know. I it's find because he's likable. Like he he's, is likable. You can tell like he's trying to do a good job, and he wants to like get things out there. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like he's more sincere rather than just sort of the pomp and the yelling and the yeah. whatever. Kind of too like, macho kind of right. thing. Like, like, like the black, black like police captain, like a lot like that guy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's dealing with this like emo- own emotional conflict. Yeah. I thought he was endearing too. I actually wrote down Giamatti ener- energy because I feel like he's like a Paul Giamatti if someone <laughs> was going to call. Yeah. Because uh-huh. there's something about him that you still like want to root for him even if he's being terrible or like yeah. annoying. You're like, yeah. no, but I still want to help you. Yeah. He's got that same kind of thing about him. Like yeah. that little floppy dog. I think, <laughs> I think it's like an openness because I feel like once AJ has that kind of like, look, this is I'm I'm being for real with you right now. This is what's really going on. He's like, okay, all right. I see you're being real with me right now, and we'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. I can see I can see your point. 
Um, so so AJ says that like 10 to 12 of his undergrounders have have gone missing yeah. in the last two weeks. So uh, they take... I think he says Val's the only one left too, yes. which is how yeah. we meet Val. Which is... Val just like rants like a lunatic for, wow. you know, like Julia says, 2,000%. Uh-huh. Like, He's giving the most out of everybody in the yeah. opening of this film, like, honestly. It's clap It's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. He was um, a definite standout. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically he kind of... Uh, we cut back to George picking up this homeless woman, and I forget what her name is. Mrs. Monroe. Mrs. Yeah. Monroe. Okay. Um, and when he had taken photos earlier of the homeless people for the like epic story that he's going to do for his high art or whatever, like they kind of became friends. And she is arrested because she tried to grab a gun off of a police officer, and he was like, "Why would you do that? You don't need a gun." And she says, "Victor needs it." which is obviously like somebody that's in her life. And she's like, well, I, she's like, do you have a gun? And he's like, no, I don't. And then he's like, do you have any bandages? And he's like, no. And then he follows her through this, down the subway tunnel, through this labyrinth, labyrinth of tunnels down to where the other people that are staying with Mrs. Monroe. And it is crazy. Does this, does this really, is this really a thing? Do people Absolutely. Really, I actually yeah. watched a documentary um, that's specifically on a group of people that live in the dark, basically underneath the New York subway system. But do you think that's where they shot this? Or do you think yeah. this is, because oh, I was going to say, guarantee. Yeah. I think so. Especially because you said this movie was made for 1.6, right? 1.2. 1.2. Okay. So they're probably. They definitely didn't went to real locations. They definitely yeah. went down there. Okay. Got it. That sounds it was... like the scariest thing I can think of, man. You don't want to shoot a movie in a New York, a 1980s New York subway tunnel? Uh-uh. Real deep down? No. Real deep down? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pleasant. No, not does not seem. Uh, but they find Victor and also his friend Hugo. Get it? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Victor's leg. I did not even think about that. <laughs> all <laughs> sorts of messed up. Yeah, it's gross. He's it's gross. gotten bitten, but it looks more like like uh, there's bone yeah. and pus things happening. Gristle. It's pretty gristle. It's pretty freaking gross. Yeah, I don't want to look down at my own leg and be like gristle. Like no. ever. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Terrible. Ever. Like, no. Yeah, it's definitely a side of meat. It's definitely like a big hunk of meat out. Yeah. And all you know, and also like now he's stuck down there. Like he mm-hmm. can't get out. Yeah. No. Nah. So. But there's also this kind of energy where like some when they when George first comes down, like some of the homeless people kind of run away with him and Hugo keeps trying to like knock him out with a big wrench or something, and they're like, No, Hugo, no. And everyone seems to be very on edge because clearly something is happening and George starts to get wind that like something's happening. Um so then he goes home, right, to right. Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh who doesn't mention the fact that, that he peaced out that he fucked up her photo shoot at all because she has other things on She's her mind. She's been busy and this is why she didn't say anything earlier, I think. When we were talking about like how like she was like okay with him going crazy because yeah. she's waiting for the news. Right. Mm-hmm. That she's pregnant. Ah! Yeah. And then Ugh. I feel like they have one of these scenes that feels like it shouldn't be in this movie because I feel like the actors are just really like going for it, like doing the like, well, do you want me to, are you interested in alternatives? I think is what she said. Uh, yes, the alternative conversation. It's the alternative like, conversation. <gasps> totally. And she's a casual like, abortion in conversation. Ch- in Chud. In, ch- in Chud. <laughs> which is for very casual abortion conversation. And he's like, she's like, do you want it? And he's like, do you want me to want it? And she's like, well, you want it if I say that you want it. Like they're each like trying to like hedge. The and, mind game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you cool? Are you cool if I'm cool? I um, would not. I would be horrified if I found out I was pregnant by that guy. That guy. guy. <laughs> Especially after he just literally ruined her first ever modeling shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oy. I don't know. Um, but she so, seems so okay. So that makes me not like this character because I'm okay. like, really? You're totally okay because with Because he's a little bit of a selfish bastard. Oh, you mean Lauren? I don't, I don't like George at all. Oh, okay. But I don't like Lauren because she doesn't 
Like what? Why would you do that with this? And clearly AJ is the best one. I think we've all established this. Uh, and it will be more, yeah. and it will bear itself out as we continue going on the I story. Love that but AJ is one of the heroes of this movie. Yeah. What an unlikely hero. That's Daniel Stern in a nutshell. That's why I love him. <laughs> That's literally hero. his like when they're like, how do I pitch this guy? Unlikely hero. Mm-hmm. Every uh, every pitch meeting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so Bosch comes back to AJ and wants him to look at some pictures of some people that he think might be missing, some undergrounders. Um, and AJ's very suspicious of Bosch's interest in this whole thing. And but basically Bosch admits that he has a personal interest in this because his wife is missing. She went out walking her dog and never came back. Beginning of the movie. Oh my oh. god. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Which I think is what you're talking about, the personal interest, where you're like, oh, okay. I feel like the actor took that note and ran with it. Right? Like, though, that's like, my thing. Uh, also, I love that AJ in that scene is just casually rolling a joint in front of the cop. Full on. Or, yeah, was, it, or was it a Lucy? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. It felt like very British. I don't know. I didn't oh, okay. even think about it. Yeah. Is that know. funny? We live in 2018. Where you're like, now. yeah, whatevs. It's like, it's like, that's like I a nice know. host at a party now. No, I feel like that's a, that was, a, that was like a, a very, you know, he's so like anti-establishment. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm just going to roll up this joint right in front of you. How you about that, cop? Yeah. But then also he's like, hey, do you want to see all the evidence I've gathered? And yeah. he's like, what? And basically they go back again. There's so much going underground. Like everyone's got basements and holes in their apartment buildings oh, that yeah, just lead that to basement. like the netherworld. Yeah. Her jewelry was in the basement. Yeah. I was like, why are you leaving stuff down there, lady? Yeah. That yeah. was the other thing. Because he didn't bring it up. He didn't bring it up. I was mm-hmm. like. Like, he brought up all of his stuff. He, did, he left her stuff. All his in there photography like, stuff. He moved into the apartment and left all her stuff down in the basement. Not okay. Asshole. Looking out Not for number one. Boyfriend. That's George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, AJ's like, I found all this stuff. And he's like, I found this, you know, weird kind of boot and this this Geiger counter and this nuclear radiation detector that you wear on your shirt and all this stuff. And they turn on the Geiger counter and they kind of hear a noise and the Geiger counter gets super, super loud. And then the noise stops and it gets super, super quiet. And they're like, uh, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm, probably uh, not. Radiation, good. radiation, radiation. Can I can I mention how nonplussed everyone is about radiation in this movie? Yeah, they're like, you're clearly somewhere where there's a lot of radiation. Stop fucking going down there. I know where the Geiger counter is going crazy. Yeah. I feel like you switch that thing on and be like, whoa, 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 we're I'm out. Like, out of there, never yeah. coming back. Yeah, uh, rationality is not a very strong thing in this film. Well, I will t- say that we are talking about Chud as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so then there's a we have sort of this like kind of side scene where there's a really cute grandpa and a little little girl girl that get like lost where they're like lost in 1983 New York and they're like what do we do let's go into this phone booth it's like after hours it's like just around the corner happening like it's Uh like right around yeah (laughs) Um, and so they go into a phone booth to make a call and we see kind of the creature hands again emerge from the sewer and then the little girl's like "Uh, grandpa and then the grandpa gets taken away and I think that's the first time you see a chud chud. right Um, glowing eyes Yes. Kind of greenish skin, slimy, big, pointy teeth. Yeah, and like kind of like stretched neck, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, you don't really get a good sense. I feel like of like how tall they are. They seem kind of roughly human shape. What shaped, their bodies like, look like. Really. Yeah, I feel like this costume is like all eyeballs. Like mm-hmm. I think it's just eyes and claws. Like that's it. That's kind yeah. of that's that's that is basically what the they have the budget for. Yeah, <laughs> that <is laughs> that's correct. that's what worked out. Um, mm-hmm. so she, so she goes to the police station basically to report it, and that's why I feel like when Bosch is like, "I've had it. I'm done. I'm not listening to the police uh, captain anymore." And he says he wants cop. He wants cops on every street corner and every subway. Um, and he picks up AJ and his evidence, and they go to George's apartment to get George's pictures of the homeless people of Victor. And they, they, again, because you're right, like Daniel Stern just doesn't give any cares. And so he's not home. And so he whips out this huge switchblade. Like it's not even like the little ladies one. No, no. um, And just breaks into George's apartment. So quick. And Bosch is like, how do we get in? And he's like, I gotcha. (laughs) 
Unlike big the ass duo. Knife. Big ass knife. <laughs> it's so a pairing that works, I feel. Yeah. This yeah. Bosch AJ pairing. And then they just steal the photographs yeah. of Victor's leg. Yeah. And hightail it over to have a meeting with the commissioner. These like 80s white guy suits. Like and EPA, uh, I don't know. EPA, NRC, guys. Yeah. all the stuff. Uh-huh. And AJ, you're big like, wigs. it's downtown, never... basically. It's the big wig downtown. It's the big wigs, yeah, definitely. Right. Where you see and you're like, oh, you should probably not bring AJ to this me- to this <laughs> meeting. <laughs> you're going to lose not? a lot of street cred. But he ends up being the best negotiator. Bosch isn't getting things done until he's like, hey, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And also, too, because I think AJ kind of uses like the sort of street justice. Like, if you're not going to do this thing for me, I'm just going to go to the press, rat you all out. So it's not about like, let's keep it. It's like, I don't care. Like, I don't have a reputation to uphold. Whereas yeah. I feel like Bosch can't really do something like that because like respectability. Sure. And AJ's like, I have no respectability. <laughs> Fuck this. Like, I'm going to, you know, like, I'm just going to do whatever. And I like that it's really about for him. Like, he just, and he repeats this a lot where he's like, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't care how, I don't care what dodgy thing you did or what dodgy thing you're trying to cover up like what is going on Just and it makes him truth. like insane mm-hmm. with daniel stern rage um if they when they don't tell him and i really enjoy that and we, we haven't really mentioned how how just like, uh, you know, out the gate, greasy, dirty, he kind of is. Like he's It makes we- no effort. No, I know. Yeah. He's wearing like this sweatshirt through the whole thing that's just covered in sweat and yeah. grossness. And like he has, it's cut. Co- I'm of the belief that guys should not wear tank tops, really. Like the whole like the cut undershirt the thing. Off. Do you I not just... like the little weird side boob he gets from the long, 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 <laughs> the long cut? Yeah. And then like you see a little bit of that meat, <laughs> the meat. his little skinny meat. Terry's like, wait, what was happening in the scene? I was just looking at the side meat. Like, that's all I was looking at. <laughs> I'm an advocate for uh, that special type of 80s sweatshirt. Uh, I support it. I feel like no. it goes well with short shorts. <laughs> I'd rather have a bare midriff if we were going to be honest. Like Johnny Depp, Nightmare on Elm Street style is hot. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm going to get a little off topic. No, no, that's fine. But also we meet uh, Wilson, who I guess is the oh head of the Anderson, who is just the... He's this awful. Is maybe my favorite. <laughs> no, 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 not Wilson. Another part. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, who's like the head of the NRC? Who's just the 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 prime douchebag in a sea of douchebags? Yes. So it's just all about covering everything up. Um. And he, when finally they're not telling AJ what he wants, and he's like, "Fuck all of you!" And he takes his suitcase and throws it and storms out. This classified document spills out as they are wont to do. That says Chud on the cover. And what does Chud stand for? And he tells him, and again, this actor just sort of does it like very like sincere, like this is my line. I'm going to say it. Uh, it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Straight up. That's just, that's classified information. And uh, Bosch is like, okay. All now right. we have to understand what's going on. And here. he also, because AJ uh, leaves, uh, he orders a tail on AJ. Yeah, um, he's getting followed by the creepiest. This part. This is the this best is the part. Guy. This, this is, is the, the guy, guy you love. The guy who, like, Stern, goon. Yes, uh-huh. goes to make a phone call. Guy grabs the dime, sl- or yeah, quarter, quarter, whatever it is. Quarter. It's a, it's a quarter. Well, or do you think it's a dime back then? Or the quarter back Let's then? say it's a quarter. Okay. It looked like a quarter. And he just fucking eats it. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Whose idea was that? I don't know. I think it was that actor. Or I like, kind of I feel like, like him too. and Daniel Stern both like were like, "This is our moment." Okay. Yeah. And he's like ready to. But like... I like the doing that. It's like a it's a nonverbal scene, right. right? So like him just doing it. Daniel Stern's like, "Oh Jesus, dude! Like yeah, you're like, so like I'm gonna take the quarter out of the phone booth and put it in my mouth and just stare at you." That's awesome. pretty intimidating. That's pretty awesome. That's a very weird, creepy thing to do. Uh, can I just tell a, a quick story about um, in high school, I had this hematite ring that I wore mm-hmm. and I fell one day and I broke it. It fell on the ground and mm-hmm. I had like three pieces in my hand. I had it in my pocket. 
there was this guy at my school named John Paul Saunders and I went over to him and I was like, hey, look, my ring broke and I had it in my hand and he took it and he fucking ate it. <gasps> he ate it. And I was he like, swallowed it? Yes. For what? I don't know. And that then he just turned it hurt so much and later. walked away. And I was just like, what? That guy so liked you. I th- <laughs> so liked you. Or not. Really? Or yeah. not. No. I think no. I think he did. That's he a wanted to consume a ring. I think it's a pull sing. your pigtail, snap your bra kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because that's I think that's a crazy because that's a it weird instinct. To have, that's the thing. That's a weird instinct to have. So you're either total Looney Tunes or you're super hot and awkward. Okay, like one of the two. I can't. You know? I, yeah, thinking back, I can't really tell which one it was. That's really funny. But, but there you go. There I've you been go. in that shoes. I've seen someone. You do were that. Daniel Stern yes. in that situation. I made that same face with holy fucking shit. Huh. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. That that would that would stress me out, and that would definitely leave a mark for life. That yeah. is very weird. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Hi, John um, Paul. Um, so George and Lauren uh, discuss have this whole park scene where they discuss moving to the suburbs, none of which Julia cares about. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, but, but, but someone's listening to that conversation. Right. This totally, Murphy guy. like totally not inconspicuously either, though. That's my favorite the part. Staging like, of that shot was so awkward. Them, very like, yeah. hey guys, I'm not listening, but I'm listening. I'm not listening, but I'm listening. I know. Like, just so you know, yeah. Um, and so Murphy kind of uh, approaches them, and he, I like that Murphy just doesn't really know what's going on, but he knows something's going on, he wants and he the has scoop. N- no part in it. Answers. He wants answers. Everyone wants answers. Um, and basically, he kind of says that you know you're you're being tailed. You don't even know it. This whole thing's going on with the homeless people. You took a bunch of pictures with them. You're in with them. And basically, I want a piece of the action. And George is like, I don't know what you're talking about. My girlfriend and I are gonna go. See you later. You have a good time. Uh, can I mention a strange line that Murphy has where he uh, George has something about being relevant, and he said relevant go went off the OK word list years ago. The OK word list. What is that? I don't know. Was he making that up, or is there really an OK word list? <laughs> or was there like for press in the 1980s? Or that was just trying to make Murphy cool? I, I think know. they were trying to make him cool. I okay. feel like it was just like he knows like, he knows like the beat. Very much. He's a tough, you know, whatever. Yeah journalist but i guess he's supposed to be like slightly sleazy so yeah he's pretty sleazy um and then so we have sort of more of this kind of like an attempt to explain what it shut is and how it shut came to be where the nrc says the epa found slightly elevated radioactive materials in bosch's neighborhood and that the material is still there and hasn't been moved because so, they've been trying to move it, but they got stymied by like local elections and right. basically bureaucracy is making basically. this a bigger problem. <laughs> bureaucracy created Chud. Yep. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. It's the man. Um, There's a lot of horror movies where bureaucracy is actually the, the bottom the line. The real villain. Guy. Yeah. Or just Fire makes starter. it explode so, so much worse mm-hmm. um, than it otherwise would. Um, so, yeah. So basically they kind of go out. They uh, Once George and Lauren kind of get home, she... He recognizes pretty quickly that his apartment has been broken into. And so he decides to call Murphy to be like, "Okay, you meet me at the subway. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to have a conversation about it. But he thinks that Murphy's the one who broke it. Right. Because he was harassing him earlier. Um, And uh, then we go that he gets a call and or Wilson gets a call and they find they discover that one of they have found a chud, but it's dead. And so he takes Bosch to like this. I don't know, like big white tent, like outside a subway. Um, and he gets to finally look see at the body. Chud. He finally gets to see a chud, what it looks like. But I also chud. like, once they see the dead chud, Wilson's just like, well, I guess we can wrap this thing up. I guess we're done. Yeah, we're done. I guess we're, that's the chud and it's dead. And I think we can call it a night. And, he's and everyone's like, like, no, 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 no. There's probably more of them. Yeah, there's probably not one. He's like, no, we just did it one time. We're like, yeah, okay, dude. Probably not. You've been super straight up with us this whole movie, not. Yeah. Not, not. <laughs> 
Also not shady not. at all. But also I feel like Bosch is growing as this film's going where he's getting ballsier and ballsier as things are happening. So he's like, look, we're just going to have a couple of our guys go down. We'll do a little bit of a video sweep. It'll be fine. And Bosch is like, okay, but my guys are going to be down there too. And he's like, no. And he's like, no, but they're going to be. So when they show up, it's a bit of this like kind of aliens thing where like they've got the video camera. The guy's got like the headset. They got yes. cool helmets. Yeah, they've got the cool helmets. And Bosch's guys are down there with flamethrowers. Because he wanted flamethrowers, damn it. Yeah. Yes. But that, I feel like that's that's the weapon that you would want down there absolutely i was like yes the full alien i was actually surprised watching rewatching this film how uh how much of a higher budget it felt like it had Mm -hmm. i was like man fucking thane thors look at Mm -hmm. him go like it feels (laughs) like this movie shouldn't have the budget for that yeah but it does yeah or maybe just they just knew some guys that had flamethrowers and they were like maybe we can just write a movie around this Uh, so of course it all goes horribly wrong it does when you lose the video feed and then men scream i feel like that's but how could it go wrong you got like four guys with flamethrowers it feels like i guess i'm also unclear as to how many chuds there really are i feel like this movie plays a little fast and loose with the numbers like you only kind of see sort of maybe four of them in a grouping right and aside from that it's like one-on-one attacks you have no sense of it like is it a hundred is it a dozen is it a when we see like the big group the biggest group we ever see of them there's four of them yeah there's like four of them yeah Yeah. Uh, but we're assuming that they're just they're turning people are turning into chuds and is like is it like a thing where like you get bit and then you become one this is gonna be my question later because i I was wondering about the mythology too because later we do get to see victor yeah starts turning yeah so uh, well so i mean we can kind of skip ahead because George and Murphy eventually do go underground. Right. Uh, and Murphy gets taken out almost immediately. But yeah, like when he does, when George does later encounter Victor, who was bit, he finds everybody else seems to have been massacred. But Victor is like in the mouth of Chud. He's got like Chud teeth. Got Chud right. teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, it's kind of, a, and it seems a like a, it okay. seems like a zombie kind of thing. But I thought later that Linda got bit by one. Lauren. Or Lauren, sorry. Got bit she totally by does. one. But then... <gasps> But then nothing. And the, then you'd say sequel, right? Right. But then there is the sequel has nothing to do with the original, actually. Yeah. And also nobody seemed to have figured out that part of it because I feel like George understands that whole Victor's whole thing. But I, I and also I feel like later sort of in the end of the movie when you see Lauren, it doesn't appear that she's been bitten. And it seems it's just like details. Fine. Whatever. It's fine. Um, they just kind of everybody splits up into these groups. So you have yeah. AJ and Bosch mm-hmm. and you have George and Murphy, but then Murphy gets taken out. Right. And then Lauren's fending for herself. She finds the dead dog. Dog, and yeah, then, um, and decides to take a shower. Takes a shower. Why, no, this, she, okay, this is the sequence. Scene. I was like, she calls the cops, then it's like, I'm going to take a shower while I wait for the cops. I mean, she wasn't a gross thing, so but I not was the like, worst idea in the world. Yeah, but like, I would while you're waiting for the cops, I'd be like just waiting for the freaking cops, yeah. like on edge. Like I, that would not be the time I'd be like, let me luxuriate in the shower for a moment. Right. Very How, weird. This seems nasty. It's awful. And confusing because so I feel like, yeah, it's like the, you know, there's, you know, kind of cutting back and forth between like the chud coming up from the basement of the apartment and then she's showering and chud coming and, and the neighbor kid, the sweet little baby boy yeah. downstairs. Is he going to open the door? Is he not going to open the door? But then the drain starts getting clogged and so she takes a coat hanger straightens it yeah. shoves it into the drain after but- we've been talking about alternatives i felt like it was like oh. a weird wow sorry i went dark wow that did go dark yeah Damn. um but when she kind of pokes around this blood explodes into her face what is that and the blood was from that the drain? a chug? i don't know if it was from the i thought it was is from that the a person? people downstairs like i wasn't sure either because like the- it's just confusing because what's blocking in the drain what exploded in blood in her face what 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 like i didn't i didn't understand but then later she's like all clean and fine yeah like how did she get out of that shower without having blood all over her body but also face? what was that like what you know it's like insert scare it insert makes, scare i think it they just were like nauseous. we have the budget to add a little blood in this movie we're gonna do it right here this is where we have it 
I guess so. Yeah. So these guys didn't write a thing again, right? So, <laughs> so we're just going to throw everything at the wall. So then this is the time where all of the gentlemen in this movie start to get incredibly filthy. Yeah. So crawling around in the dirt. Like Daniel Stern. Yeah. So dirty. So dirty. And also too, yeah, because he's kind of wandering around and he, you know, encounters, he finally sees so the chuds and all their glory and it's like, oh, this is what's going on. And then in the meantime, um, they found a body at the harbor um, and Bosch goes down with oh. a couple of cops oh. and the body is definitely his wife oh. and he goes, twang. Yeah. Um, and then we have this incredible monologue in the bar with him and the cops where it's like the slow zoom in about his wife and going to school and just trying so hard and being so amazing. But I feel after you see and Bosch is like done. He's done. He's like he starts getting really gross and filthy. He's not taking any shit from anybody. Nope. He doesn't care what Wilson says. He, he doesn't care. Yeah. Starts yeah. to get disheveled. And I like that. We've... He undoes his tie yeah. and stuff yeah. and like undoes his shirt. It's like. Ugh. And he just starts basically. <sighs> so he's like the only person he seems to really trust is AJ because he tells mm-hmm. him that like Wilson's whole plan is that he wants to flood the tunnels with gas. Which seems like a terrible it's idea. An awful to, idea. But he says, like, it's not the whole city, it's just like a section of Soho. It'll you know? be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I also thought when you saw, well, we finally did see the creatures, uh, and I understand that they're probably humans that have turned into Chud. Um, they looked kind of strange invaders esque to me. Oh, like yeah. when the, the kind of look, but just like a greasier, mm-hmm. slimier, dirtier. Mm-hmm. But like the design seemed kind of strange yeah. invaders creatures to me. Uh, uh, can we cut to the diner? I mean, let's. Favorite we cameo. How excited were you? Goodman, I freaked out and him checking out that little waitress. What's fun about these movies is like if you don't know what to expect and you're sitting there watching a film for like about an hour and then all of a sudden, boom, John Goodman comes under his sauntering in. And Jay in. Thomas? Yeah. yeah. As, the, as the bumbling cops? As two cops. And they're, they're just like doing cute cop buddy business. At the but diner. He's, but he's like a pervy cop and he's totally. like, hey, and she's like, you're asking for it. And he's like, I've been asking for it all my life. I never get it. But Batch. I uh, like a comic relief. He's I know. wonderful. I love it. Um, but yeah, basically the Chud. She has like three lines. Correct. Because <laughs> Chud immediately attacks the diner and the waitress goes, <gasps> and then it's just like sounds of chaos. Um, and then later reporters and everybody shows up later and they say, no witnesses. Nope. There were no witnesses. There were no bodies. Just blood is what was left. Yep. And so the order goes out from Wilson that they have to seal all the manholes, seal the manholes, um, which basically just seems to involve driving a car over a manhole. Mm-hmm. That's sealing it. That's sealing it. That seals yeah. it. That's, and then yeah. some of them got locked. I think there was actually like that. Oh, creepy guy came back. Quarter guy comes back to lock. What's his face? Daniel Stern gets locked by quarter guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. His tail. And they kill Val. Do kill, he does kill Val. Um, gets bonked on the head by some garage doors. Yeah. And then that's the end for Val. Uh, mm-hmm. But it basically begins, yeah, like <laughs> until the very end of this movie, Daniel Stern just never leaves these tunnels. So again, it's like, I think you're right. I think they really did film them in these places. And it's just, he's down there for a week. Yeah. Like, just don't touch anything. So gross. So gross. The whole time, just please wash, wash your face, please. Yeah. Please wash your face. <laughs> it would be much better. Um, so Bosch shows up, uh, you know, on the scene of the diner, full crazy, and he blames Wilson for his wife's death and he everything. Freaks out. I it's love freak him. out. I love seeing him freak out. Yeah. It's good. It's good freak out. And then he's like sitting in the car, like all like disheveled, smoking a cigarette, just plotting, like, like give it up, insanely plotting. <laughs> <Just, laughs> so um, good. And uh, Chud breaks into uh, the apartment, uh, and she barricades the door with kind of everything, which yeah. is a pretty good move. And turns out the lights, also a good move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Screams for help. 
Yep. Also good. Final girl. But move. in New York, we'll probably do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we, They're like, shut up. <laughs> um, and uh, and and George kind of AJ and George run into each other. And I like that George is definitely more crackers by what he's seen than AJ. I feel like AJ is the one who's like keeping him. Because well, AJ's seen some shit. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. And George like sees, you know, he stumbles across the crew of guys that, you know, had been killed earlier and they're sort of like in pieces and whatever. And he's just like, yeah. Because yeah, there's that crazy out. scene where they like wrestle a little bit because yeah. like, George is freaking out so bad that he's trying to like restrain him yep so like Daniel starts like on top of him for yep. a little bit they're like they hold each other for a while and I was like wow he's gone pretty bad if that's pretty if you have to bad. hold him down that long like, yeah I think it's also that panic too where there might be like a bit of a claustrophobia panic because they realize that they can't get out of any of the manholes so if you're in that situation and they know that they're gonna thinking about flooding it with gas so it's like you're trapped with chud you can't get out it's dark it's disgusting and it you're just, probably gonna die yeah it seems pretty warranted but again I feel like AJ it's more evidence that AJ might be our real hero yeah, because hero, he's like for listen sure. George slap 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 yeah you guys, go. this, is, this is what we got to do. We got to yeah. take care of business. We got to make a plan. Um, and it's a not bad plan because they find a camera um, and uh, the little headset that's on the head, just the right. head of one of the guys. From um, earlier, yeah. The, the guys that went down there earlier. Yeah. Right. Um, and they basically try to use that to communicate with the outside world. Um, and so like the local news van picks it up and they get Bosch to listen to it and basically like say like, hey, we're trapped down here. Um and Bosch is like, well, I'm going to free you guys where, you know, just go to this specific intersection and I'll open the manhole and you guys will get out. And Wilson's like, no, you won't. Like, definitely, definitely not. And pulls a gun on Bosch. Yeah. And then Bosch punches him in the face, knocks yeah. him out, takes his gun. Making everyone very happy. But yes. then Wilson shoots him. Yes. Shoots um, Bosch. Shoots Bosch. Um, no. No Bosch. Um, and meanwhile, but Lauren is basically, yeah, screaming out the window, trying to get help. And the chud breaks in. And then and she's got a katana blade. Yes, which I had seen earlier when they were having one of their like endless arguments. And uh, I did see that. And I was like, hey, I wonder. Oh, there it is. It so she kind of traps it in a dark room. And then it comes out. And, and then she I, gets developed. She throws developer on its face. Which is not mm-hmm. a bad move because you don't know what the deal is. Like, no. well, I don't know what, you know, yeah. what, what would could repel you chemicals um, yeah. and then it has like where you can tell like the effects guy this was like the money shot yeah. where like mm-hmm. the neck starts extending and this and she's like well i guess i'm definitely gonna chop your head off right now um but it does bite her yeah um she but chops the head off and the head bites her yes and then like, it spews out electric green stuff yeah it makes a little squealing noise and twitches a bit and maybe if it bit you ah. and the head's off details yeah if a zombie's head gets chopped off and then that zombie bites you would you be a zombie i think so okay yeah i think so okay all right well maybe not sorry judd i tried real hard um uh, (laughs) Uh, but then like so daniel stern uh, george down there uh walking past and uh aj actually says look man it's radiation As they walk past. And it's like, not a daisy. Like Nobody not- said that in that casual of a voice ever. Yeah. You'd be going, oh my God, it's radiation. Yeah. And then like running away. But they find these these uh, barrels down yeah. there. And we learn that Toxic Chud sludge. does actually not stand for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, but actually stands for contamination hazard urban disposal, yep. where they have been dumping toxic sludge under Soho for God knows how long. For years. Um, and it Bosch, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Bosch tells uh, Wilson <laughs> that you're nothing but the government garbage man. Yeah. You Choke. tell him. Um, you tell him. Please don't shoot me later. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> shoot you later. Um, 
But yeah, basically, Lauren ends up showing up kind she of grabs the, the cop scene. car from the cops that were supposed steals. to come help her, steals it because they're already dead. Yeah. True, true. Um, yeah, and basically makes her way back to the whole diner kind of thing um, and uh, ends up following Bosch back, sees him get shot. Um, but once Wilson like backs that truck off the manhole and they're able to, AJ and George are able to escape, he then kind of whips it around. And I feel like he's kind of lost his mind at this point because he's like, I'm just going to run you all down. And he's like, he's trying to kill everything now. Because oh, his evidence, they know too much. Yeah, full crazy. Um, and AJ manages to st- uh, take Bosch's gun um, and a couple of shots and then finally takes good aim and shoots him um, and, and he slumps aim, over. His aim is true. Yep. Slams, and slams over. True. And then the truck explodes in the middle of the because street. Because they flooded the spring with gas. Yeah. And so when that gas is let go, yeah. you got that shot and that... Oh. Like, we told you, Wilson. We told you. You get an explosion. Um, and even though you think Bosch is dead, all of a sudden you hear this weak voice saying, nice shot. Um, but it was weird because then they kind of look and you know there's sort of AJ and Bosch kind of lovingly look at each other and Lauren and George are like hugging it out over there but then they had like kind of this like master shot again and, George, and Bosch looked dead again did you see that? Uh-huh. I kind wondered of looked, about that too I was like he was I was, at him with eyes I was like oh he's, didn't he yeah. made it when he says it and then I was like wait and then they had the big wide where yeah. it was like Daniel Stern in the foreground with like the truck on fire and then Bosch was just like unconscious and then I'm like yeah. so dead not dead did well, we decide later that we didn't want you to be dead and we like added the nice shot in later but there's, no, but there's no real resolution to this film because like you've killed Wilson who's the human bad guy right. but we don't know if the gas killed the chuds we don't know how many chuds there were we don't know if any of it worked if they're radioactive maybe it wouldn't matter but there's no like resolution there's a lot of loose ends in this film yeah and there's then Bud the Chud doesn't wrap up any of those loose ends yeah I feel like he's just like I just want an explosion at the end yeah can we just well clearly they were like explosion explosion uh, yeah. but can I just say that uh, this film looms large in my legend because uh, growing up in Las Vegas our house had a basement mm-hmm. and whenever my older brother didn't want me to come downstairs he would say there were chuds down there <gasps> I couldn't go down there so I was always terrified of chuds before I even saw the film and then I was like oh, okay what so did you picture the chuds is looking like pretty much exactly really? what they, oh, yeah, nice. yeah horrible monsters that sounds like a standard six-year-old nightmare well, yeah <laughs> so thank you Peter for instilling fear of, <laughs> fear of chud in me that's so funny. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. Um, we decided that this was a two, a puddle of blood. Yes. Um, I didn't feel, there was no looking away for me. I didn't feel like anything was particularly. Even the you shower scene. Lo- you looked away at the dead dog, I bet. I didn't. Oh. No, I felt like that was doable. Surprising. Yeah, but also because it wasn't like eviscerated and right. wasn't, you know what I mean? It was just like hanging, hanging by a leash. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best, but I was there was no part of me that was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, movie ratings is zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastagorical. Uh, I gave this a two. Marion gave this a two. Terry gave it a three. Is, three, it, the da- Terry. is it the Daniel Stern? I think so. I just really, I liked these characters more than I wanted to. Uh-huh. Even George and Elle, his like hot messness, I think mostly because like they dealt with some like very serious things just for that very casual abortion conversation. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's got a three because I was like, really? Unexpected film. Yeah. Unexpected. I kind of feel like the actors are sort of too good for this movie. Yeah. You know, where I felt like they were. Yes and no. It was a very good early like... film for a lot of them because some yes. of the acting, I was like, you're about to be amazing. Like I've seen all your works later. Right. Like a lot of y'all are going to make it out of this okay. Yeah. 
So maybe I maybe that's what endeared it to me. I didn't see it when before, like 20 years ago initially or whatever, you know right. what I mean? Like, well, also, I think, too, like sometimes I feel like Julie and I have seen some of these films where it's like these same characters, same types. It's so paint by numbers. And so and I feel like everyone's really like you're saying, trying to be extra. And I yeah. feel like, you know, Daniel Stern's really going for it. Yeah. And even, you know, baby John Goodman and, you know, and John Hurt, even though his character is the worst, I feel like he's he's trying. They're yeah. all trying, you know. Um, so, yeah. Okay. It's a good time. All right. So next week, yes. uh, we are going to move on to a sequel to a film that we have previously covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can listen to uh, our Poltergeist episode in oh. order to get ready for Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. The Other Side. Um, and this is one of those fun sequels where it's uh, the family is back. Yep. So you have almost everyone. Um, almost. Almost. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> almost. Um, this also this episode coming up is one of my favorite titles I think of any episode oh, that we've done oh, yeah. and I'm not going to tell you until no, next you time you got to figure so. out what it is next week <laughs> uh, we're so uh, happy that you're listening to us uh, you can find us on all our social media stuff mm-hmm. thank you for all of your feedback we always love it uh, and thank you Terry for sitting in on this these oh. next few oh my god so fun it's will so we fun. see you next week Terry will you oh, come back maybe yay oh my god <laughs> I love Poltergeist so yeah I think so this is going to be a fun one thanks guys we'll see you then oh wait follow oh, us on all the things too and, and rate us please on the iTunes if you would. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Okay. Nailed it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>